All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? This is it, man. This is the weekend we waited for, right? Six NFL playoff games. We got the Heisman Trophy Award tonight. So much going on. You guys, I think, are into basketball, it seems, a little bit during the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Not Knicks winning. Are playing Not well. Winning. <laughs> uh, oh, we have Vincent's, uh Mike Lombardi joining us. I love him. He's coming on later. He's going to talk about this Eagles-Washington football team fiasco thing. We're going to preview all the playoff games. I want to go over some futures. I actually cashed some futures, guys. I can't believe it. Probably none that I gave out on this podcast, but... Um, there were some, and once again, at least the ones I picked for the most part, the player props under was a big score. Brian, why don't we do this every year? We talk about it. Why don't we just put a hundred of them and just, I don't know, like if you had $10,000 to invest in any like, um, penny stock or something like, okay, you would say goodbye to it. But if you were to diversify it and bet like, you know, Joe Burrow under lucky there, right. Uh, you know, I yep. don't know. Rivers under. Breeze under, all these hit, Wentz uh, under. Why are we doing it? I don't know. I don't know. I said every time I say every year, I'm like, I'm just going to, I mean, I don't have the money to do it, but I was saying we should take $1,000 on every one of those player props. And it feels like, you know, I, I'd make up for some of my losses. That's for that, sure. That's not what Darren says, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we're getting breaking news from Joel Solomon, who, I don't know, half the time it's a joke, Joel, when he weighs in with something like this, but Kevin Stefanski testing positive for COVID. Oh, Brown God. special team coordinator Mike uh, Prefer will now serve as acting head wow. coach. Yeah, I, I did notice the. Uh, I, I I thought something was up because the line moved to plus five and a half for the Browns. So did it really? It was wow. just four. It was just four and a half. Yeah. Right, and now it's five and a half on Fanduel. So I knew something had to be up. I'm actually wearing my Browns hat today. Paul, kid, this is your team. fault. Yeah. They should investigate you and where you've been. Contact trace the parlay kid. Um, well, yeah, I mean, obviously he's a top three candidate, I think, for uh, coach of the year, at least according to the odds. So that that makes a, a difference, a little dent. But we'll get to that game. We'll get to the other five. Big weekend coming up um, this weekend. But first, uh, you know, as fun as it is to brag about the games you won, it's even more fun to talk about the ones you took on the chin. We want to introduce... A segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. Yeah, all right. Bed aches brought to you by our friends at Prop Swap. We'll uh, give them some love in a little late, little later. But um, all right, Bry, start us off. You must have a bedache. You're betting hundreds of games a day. There's got to be one that stuck out that was a just a bad beat, last-minute loss. Well, I, I don't have a lot of energy this week with the bedaches, right? That car car story really took a lot out of me. I'm like, That's I don't know. If I, I don't know if I get crazier than that. But uh, I have, well, I have one thing I would just want to complain about quickly is San Jose State Ball State game, nine and a half point favorite. They announced right at game time for San Diego for San Jose State that. Two offensive linemen are out. A receive their best receivers out. A running backs out. Both coordinators are out. The <laughs> D backs out. 
Their offensive coordinator is out. Their defense coordinator is out. They announced it right as the game started. So I'm already like, I have hundreds of dollars on San Jose State. I'm like, all right, well, that's a loss right away. So that's uh, that's uh, part one. Uh, but that wasn't the bigger story. I'm sure we're going to talk to Lombardi about this. But uh, one of my bigger bets this weekend was the Cowboys. Uh, they looked awful most of the game. Down one with seven minutes left. Giants complete the pass on third and 16 to Pettis, which was clearly, clearly not a catch. Right. Um, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for Fat McCarthy to throw the challenge flag. <laughs> nope, he doesn't. Giants kick a field goal, go up four. But it's stuff like that that drives me crazy. Like how coaches should be significantly smarter than fans. And right. that was so obvious. Every team has to have at least one coach or two that that's their specific job. All they have to do is buzz down, right? Like we, we got to challenge that. I don't know how you miss it. Then the Cowboys, but even after that, Cowboys are driving first and goal from the seven. I would have thought they would have run the first play because then the Giants would have used their third time out there and regardless. But nope, they throw right away. They get sacked, lose 10 yards. And then just to toy with our emotions a little bit, you get the Gallman fumble after that. After the, Yeah. And you think you think oh. for a second the Cowboys have the ball back. Nope. They finally find an angle where you could clearly see Gallman got it back. Yeah, so. there they I mean, that angle appeared out of nowhere. Like, oh, right. well, he's sitting on the ball. The best we could do is he's sitting on the ball. Right. And then like... A minute later, 18 pl- uh, replays later, they show, he. oh, wow, he does have the ball. How, and actually how, has it. And how, do they, how do they have that? There's games where there's one angle, and then there's that. I, I don't even know where that angle was coming from. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about this, and going back to the the Mike McCarthy not challenging that incomplete pass, and, you know, we see, like, Herb Street, they set up this nice studio for him because he had COVID, so he had to do it remotely, and, like, I'm like, oh, they're, they're, everyone's praising the job ESPN did or whatever. I was like, oh, all right, fine. It just seems like just put a TV and make the audio sound decent. And you got to, you know, I talked to Romo. He had COVID. I was like, why can't you do it remotely? Herb Street did it. They're like, he's like, no, no, no. That took three days to put together. They got to test everything. I'm like, really? Because it seems like the viewers at home get a better crack at the replays than some of the coaches, some of the announcers. Uh, case in point, that that incomplete pass, we all as a viewer saw right away that it hit the turf. You have to think that Mike McCarthy, had he seen that or someone around him had seen that, they would have begged him to throw the challenge flag, right? So yeah. I'm thinking they just didn't see it in time, right? I, I don't know why I'm defending McCarthy here. But, but also at that time in the game, at that junction in the game, you throw it, throw the flag anyways. What do you have to lose? It's the season's on the line. Throw it. It's the fourth you quarter. Gotta lose, you got to lose calories. It burns calories to reach it to your well, pocket. I mean, well, Sal, flag. I mean, they, do that, they mentioned many times on the broadcast, I mean, he was looking at the big screen, McCarthy himself, right? He was staring yeah. at it uh, in that stadium, right? So Right. Uh, He's like, where do I order? Do I have to drive up to the next <laughs> screen or do I order here? No, yeah, no. yeah. Hey, Darren, right. Darren, Darren, Garrett, Garrett, what a challenge, Darren. Jesus, I can't stand <laughs> this whole thing with Jason Garrett. Now moving on. All right, Parley Kid. Parley Kid, what is your betting? Quite simply, and it, this is, it's Alabama this week. I, you know, you know, I had a really good week with my picks. Uh, I had Alabama minus 19 and a half points. And if you remember what I said on the podcast last week, I thought Alabama would win convincingly. I was worried about them late in the game, taking their foot off the gas. And that's Mm. exactly what they did, right? They really coasted in the, maybe the entire second half of the game. It was very frustrating because the game was never close. You got the feeling Alabama could have won by 30 plus points if they really wanted to. 
mm-hmm. but they didn't really want to. So the betters are affected in that, and they don't care about the betters. So I don't blame them. They got to do what's best for their team, like what, like maybe possibly what the Eagles did the other night. Yeah. What's best for their <clears throat> team, right? Regardless of what anybody else wants to say, uh, and it, it hurt though because I felt like, wow, how did Alabama not cover this? The game was never in question, right? The yeah. only thing that was in question was the spread. It was the mm-hmm. spread, and that was my that's my bet ache right there. All right. Yeah, that was a rough one. That's uh, you, you, you think about that when you like Alabama, if you like them better Ohio State, like, well, you got to really consider the seven and a half here because it could be up 13 and give something up. That's late, what obviously. it is. That's this what is it was. Nothing new. Something we have to deal with all the time. Absolutely. That's why, that's why I take money lines and I lose. Uh, that way, that way more fun. All right, Harry, what is your bedache? I can't imagine what your bedache is other than uh, you can't pick a winner. Is that a bedache? Uh, no, you know, I've been, been hot, getting hot again. Uh, hit oh. a couple in a row here on extra points. But look, I, I you know, over the past couple of weeks, I had been doing pretty good with straight bets. But with all these games and these stupid bowl games and everything, you know, I, I parlayed up again this weekend way too much. And I had so many parlays, at least four teams. Uh, at least four teams where I had one loss on each. And it's so frustrating when you just everything's coming in and then just one loses. Like I'll give you a couple examples. Um, I had uh, on Sunday, I had Bucknell money line over a uh, Navy. Don't t- I needed that for uh, for 300. It's a good they one. They don't, How does they that don't have they don't. They finally uh, took the lead with 10 seconds to go. First lead of the game. And then they give up five straight points and I lose by four. That was brutal. I had a, <laughs> I had a Dort of on on on, on Saturday night uh, over one and a, I got to stop with these NBA uh, player props too. You can parlay them. I had uh, five guys to go over one and a half three pointers. Dort hits one for Oklahoma City in the first seven minutes of the game. Dort. He doesn't take another three until three minutes left in the game, and he misses, mm. and I lose that one. And then to top things off on my soccer parlay on on Sunday morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> everything's in I, I check the, I, I, I wake up like a kid on Christmas morning everything comes in I need Derby County and Sheffield at plus 215 to draw they score a goal late <laughs> and it was 0-0 the whole day. there's nothing better when you have the uh, when you have a draw and it's 0-0 they score a goal late I lose that so it's just non-stop one team loses but I will say this in the reverse this is maybe the the reverse of the bet aches I did have a parlay that did win on Friday really all money line, all money line. Check this out. All money line underdogs. Longwood, Presbyterian, and USC Upstate. Wow. That's pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know how we're supposed to be bowled over by anything like that, considering we know you're January 1st. I, I got to go through these. These were Harry's first bets of the new oh, year. Come on. Come on. This is, they that were was placed. Fun. At that was for 12, fun. 25 a.m. He watched the ball drop. He's like, all right, I got 25 minutes. Wait, I when did I get make this together? When did I make them? I see 1225 a.m. I don't know. Okay, go I, ahead. I don't know how <laughs> I have access. Believe me, it's a miracle that I've tapped it. I've, I've hacked your system and I have access. For a guy to who's bed. so busy, he loves to check. No, my, no, uh... this is what, listen, what's better than this? You, uh, uh, well, all right. You only made 15 bets. Um, Zilona Gora over Legia over 170 and a half. God bless you if you know what the freak league or sport this is. Legia plus 275 for the game. Spanya Stagard over 161. Goyang Mobus Phoebus over 158. These are all separate bets. KCC Aegis over 155. Incheon plus 155. 
Shanghai Zongku plus 185. Love that uh, one. Love that LJ Sakers plus 215. The the <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it. Uh, Beijing. Okay, so this is Chinese, right? Plus Chinese 315. Hoops. Chinese basketball. This is Chinese. What the, what do you know and about so, Chinese basketball? How, yeah. how quickly did he get this? How quickly did these bets come in too, right? Like, it, yeah. it takes a little time to like have. Well, like I said, said it, it take him like two minutes to put it, in like. It takes zero time to do that when you're betting a dollar on a well, game. I, guess I guarantee, that's true. Sal, what is it? A dollar, two dollars, three thirty-three. It's, it's like, not a lot of money, but <laughs> it, it is amazing how much time, how quickly he got it close hey, to midnight. I, 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 I'm just Sal. going through the thought process and everything else. Le- yeah, Legia at plus two seventy-five. One was up nineteen, win by nine. This All right, that you. listen, I have no problem with that one. It's the others. It's the um. No, you're a freaking maniac. Joel Solomon, what do you think about all this? Those bets, midnight bets. I'm bored. I, I, I can't believe he wasn't betting on Anderson Cooper and Andy <laughs> Cohen. I mean, this Harry's in why the aren't you, Why aren't you watching Perry on the live stream like the rest of us, oh Harry? Oh, my gosh. Good Lord. <laughs> He's uh, an idiot. <laughs> all right. Um, well, that was... Uh, <laughs> That was BetX. BetX is brought to you by PropSwap. NFL playoffs are here. PropSwap is your go-to place to buy and sell football bets. For example, buy a long shot ticket today before the playoffs begins and then PropSwap it to someone else. When the odds improve, you can sell anytime, even during the game with just one click of a button. Last year, customers made thousands of dollars just by buying and selling NFL bets during the playoffs. And for a limited time, use the promo code ODDS and PropSwap will match your first deposit up to $500. That's $500 in free bonus cash when you use the promo code ODDS, O-D-D-S. You can get started today by going to PropSwap.com or by downloading the PropSwap app. Jim, let's hear that song once again. Bet aches. When a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. Oh, yeah. You can tell us about your bed aches or your bad beats. Reach out at Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Uh, Moshi Jengris wrote was he said, brutal. Sabonis had 19 points in the beginning of the fourth. Fouls out with 19. Uh, there you go. Oh, that's too bad. He had the Pacers. Sabonis over five and a half. Miles Turner, 25 would have gotten him 180. And then same game parlay right here on FanDuel. Uh, Daniel Jones over 209.5 winners. Zeke Elliott anytime touchdown score winner. Wayne Gallman over 48.5 winner. Uh, to pay out 11 to 1, he needed Zeke over 64.5 loser. What did he have, Parley Kid? 42 yards? Damn it. That's right. Yep. You know what makes it worse? They're showing highlights of Emmett Smith <laughs> in that January 94 game against the yes. Giants we all watched yep. together. It's like, we don't need that, Zeke. Just get a third of that, right? Get 65 yards. We probably. Probably win that. Um, mm. So that's Cousin Sal against the odds at gmail.com. Oh, Parlay Kid, we should mention these guys are all picking every single day on extrapoints.com. They have free bets, and no one, no one is hotter than the Parlay Kid. What what have you done? And in spectacular fashion, too. These teams are coming from behind. Well, uh, look, two minutes left. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is the <clears> thing. So you could do all this research and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of it comes down it's a lot of it's a coin flip a lot of it comes down to getting lucky okay we know that i know that uh you know there's a lot of people who have uh you know making this a science i guess it's it's kind of like that but 
so much of it. There's so many other variables. I've been very lucky uh, lately. Um, West Virginia uh, being one of them last night. I actually wrote the game off. Um, I had them hmm. minus one and a half uh, yesterday. And uh, I wrote the game off. They were down by uh, 19 with, uh, I don't know, 11 minutes left. 11 minutes left, yeah. Uh, and, uh, wow. They, they came back and won. And it's been happening It's uh, with all my uh, extra points picks. You know, at three out of you know four out of my last five have have been that type of of game. So good, ab- absolutely incredible. But you know what happens on the flip side of that, right? It's it's due to turn, right? It just seems like you know that can't last no. forever. I'm gonna obviously be on the opposite side of this very soon. I don't think so. so. I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> I've never seen it. I happen, hope not. So I don't let's, know. let's keep it rolling. I got Kansas tonight. Harry's got TCU tonight. Let's see what happens. Oh, I took DCU also. Plus the point. What was it? Six? Was it, did you get six? Yeah. Head to yeah. head. Uh, head, uh, head. I, was, I was at five and a half at the time when I put it in. All right. So. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, so are you saying like Harry gets lucky when he bets the LG Sakers plus 215? <laughs> I don't know That's about exactly that. Right. That's what I'm talking. Come on. He All right. Know. He couldn't uh, name one thing about it. <laughs> no more Chinese basketball talk. They use the basketball. We have uh, we have NFL six games. What a dream come true! Hey, maybe we'll check in on uh, during halftime of one of these games, or maybe the Monday night game. We'll figure it out. Yeah, <clears throat> people seem to like that. But it kicks off Saturday morning. By the way, I should mention before this, we have our first touchdown pool, and I yes. all of a sudden can't remember the rules. I know you get two hundred fake dollars to distribute yep. over all eleven games. Oh, now it's more games. Yeah, well, and that's we the thing. Th- we have thirteen, so. We have, we have to up there's, it. A, there's a minimum yeah. of $10 a game, right? Yeah. You allocate at least $10 a game to a player or more than one player to score the first touchdown. Use FanDuel's odds for the first touchdown. And the way we play it is there are four of us. Whoever wins, let's say Harry wins and he's plus uh, 350 after the Super Bowl, after all the first touchdown bets come in, we each have to pay him $350. And then he takes that money and spreads it into 500 uh, parlays on Chinese basketball. So that's kind of, you don't have to do it that way. That's how we do it. <laughs> but anyway, that's the first touchdown uh, pool. I, I won it. I won it last year, and I'm terrible at first touchdown. Have we done it two or three years? I think uh, I won it the first year. I might have been right, the only one that picked Harry anybody. won it the second year. Oh, yeah. Dar- oh, Paulie kid. I'm due. Here we go. Right, you hit one big one, right, last year? Like, you hit somebody that was pretty bad. Uh, I think you made a nice comeback last year. Uh, late yeah, I fr- late well, in it. I forget. Oh, it. you hit somebody. Did you hit somebody in the Tennessee game? I think maybe when they which played. one? Yeah, I, I can't even remember against, what I had against I think, Baltimore. Right. I think I had most right. one game. Yeah, I forget. This, uh, this is not intriguing at all. But let, let's talk. Let's talk <laughs> NFL starts off Saturday morning. The Shakey's game Saturday morning on the West Coast. Indianapolis at Buffalo. Bills a six and a half point favorite. Fifty one and a half is the over under. Uh, Parley kid. I get it. The Colts are scary. Jonathan Taylor, that's the kind of running back you want trucking for you in January. And, you know, their defense plays well. But uh, I don't know. I'm not scared. I've decided I'm not scared of this Colts team. I am definitely afraid of this Bills team that's won their last three games. Average margin of victory, 30 points. They seem to not give a shit. They're going to score 50 or high 40s against anyone and and you got this Colts team that just goes away for a half. Yeah. I mean, I was sweating it out. I had the Colts on every money line parlay to up 2014 Jaguars had the ball in the fourth quarter. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. 
week before they blow it to a, a Steelers team that was left for dead. Uh, I'm going Bills and Bills big here. I don't care about the six. Yeah, look, and a half. this that was a must win at home for the Colts, right? They have to win that game. It was 2014, and, and Jacksonville had the ball. I mean, this was, you know, they could not pull away from that Jags team, uh, who was minus their best running back, was playing yeah. the third quarterback of the season, right? So, um, wh- what is there that scares you about uh, the Colts team? There's really, to me, nothing. Uh, their offensive line is pretty darn good, and, and Taylor. Uh, you know, Taylor uh, was probably a little underused uh, in the beginning of the year. Now they're now they're riding him, and uh, which is what they should be doing. He's a Wisconsin kid. He's used to playing in the cold too, so mm. that's going to help them here. But the Bills have been the best team in football over the last several weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I I think they're I think they win this game by a touchdown. Um, their defense has gotten better every week. I think they're going to make Rivers throw the ball in this thirty degree weather. Uh, you know, Rivers has been playing in some comfy weather over his career, right? And now he's been playing indoors uh, for a good portion of this year. Uh, I want to see a, a guy whose arm strength is not really there anyway. Let him throw the ball in this 30-degree weather uh, uh, at best in Buffalo uh, this uh, weekend. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see them being able to beat this Bills team. I think the Colts is kind of um, – I think they're happy to be there. I think the Bills are on a mission. I mean, they were they were up by four, four scores the other day, and they're throwing the ball deep with their backup quarterback. Ah, I mean, there's no they 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 have a, they have a goal in mind here, Sal, and um, I don't think the Colts are going to derail it. So let's take uh, the Bills minus the six and a half on Saturday. And I think you're right. You, you might take Jonathan Taylor out of the equation if they're down fourteen three and Rivers has to throw, and then it's like, well. You, you might as well want anybody in there, basically like 14, 15 quarterbacks ahead of Rivers at that point. But yeah, maybe, I don't know. I'm too high on the Bills. And the Chiefs fans get so mad. Brother Bry's on a text chain with me and our friend Trevor gets so upset if you even uh, insinuate that anyone is going to touch the Chiefs. Like, well, guess what? I'm sick of watching them beat the Falcons and the Broncos and the Raiders by three points. I, I don't know. Maybe they kick it to next gear in the playoffs, but... That gear, I think, would just be reaching the Bills gear that they're on right now. Um, God, you got to score 50 to beat them at this point. All right. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by four and a half, 42 and a half the over-under. I was hoping we didn't have to see this a third time, at least until they both won or something. But no, we have to see it. We have to see it with looks like Wolford's quarterback, Harry. You're not even touching. I may pick this game on Fox at uh I'm not sure if I'm going to be on this week. So I'm going to stay away from it. I think Seattle should win right now as we do this on a Tuesday. Four and a half, 42 and a half. But again, uh, I don't know. I I just don't want to watch it. I've seen Jalen Ramsey shuts down DK Metcalf, and then it's a a crappy low-scoring game, and we got to count on Wolford if you want the Rams, and Russ doesn't seem to be care about scoring 30 points anymore. But what do you think? You're taking the total here. Yeah, I know. It seems uh, trendy to probably take the under, especially since both times they played this year, it went under. But I'm going to go with the over here. I think Wilson Mm. keeps drives alive uh, running the ball. Last year in the playoffs, he had 64 and 45 yards rushing in the playoffs. Uh, It's been a long time, six weeks, since Metcalf has gone over 100. Same thing with Lockett. I think they've kept it on the down low. I think they explode here. The Rams are saying they want Seattle. Well, be careful here because Seattle's offense can open up here. Uh, I, I also think uh, without Jamal Adams, which Seattle may not have, 
is going to be huge, who led them in, ta- in sacks this season. Um, so that's going to be points for the Rams. I think Wolford, I, by the way, I think Wolford did a heck of a job in the second half. He had 231 yards. He ran the ball uh, for four first downs, had 56 yards rushing. He's throwing some darts in the second half, too. I just think overall here that we're going to see points here because Seattle opens it up in the playoffs uh, like they did last year in the first round. I think there's going to be points here. I think the Rams mm. uh, get the offense running, too. I know it's, like I said, trendy to take the under here because both did, but I think Seattle is due for a blowout here. All right. I mean, I should be more excited about this, right? We love the NFC West all year, and then Arizona collapsed, and like now LA's got a backup quarterback. Not that Goff was anything great, and Russell Wilson isn't isn't Mr. Unlimited as we uh, we come to be accustomed to. And I'm just the least excited about this out of all six games, but four and a half might be too much. Ah, God, I don't know. All right. Tampa Bay at Washington. Saturday night, Tampa Bay. You want Tampa featured under the lights at this Washington team. I don't know that they deserve to be there. Probably nobody in the NFC East deserves to be there. We waited on this game, Brother Bry. We... We kind of called Tampa was going to be the five seed as uh, early as probably six weeks ago. Like, all right, you want that? If you have to play in the first round, you want that coveted five seed. You go to the terrible NFC East team. That spread will be between seven and 10 points. I think we called it pretty much all the way through. And there it is. Eight and a half, 45 and a half. I don't know why. I think Washington keeps it close. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. they even lose by seven. That might be as close as it gets. But I'm taking the eight and a half. Uh, What about you, Brian? Yeah, I'm I'm going to take Tampa here at minus eight and a half. I'm scared of this game a little bit. I was trying trying to find ways to for myself to take Washington here, but I found it really hard. Like the way to beat Tampa is to throw the ball down the field. I mean, you saw that in the Chiefs game. You saw that in the Rams game. Even the Falcons were able to throw the ball deep on Tampa, but it's just not Washington style, right? They They don't have the playmakers for that. Smith will keep everything pretty short. Uh, McLaurin's still not fully healthy. Now, Washington's defense has been great. They haven't given up more than 20 points in seven straight games. So there is that. I just mm-hmm. think I, I think if I'm going to play Wash, if I was going to play Washington, I'd probably play them in the first half. I think they keep this close early on, but then Tampa just pulls away late. That's kind of how the Tampa games had been going for portions of the season. And again, I this is one of those games. This is a bet. If I take Washington and they get blown out, <clears throat> I am so pissed at myself that I right. went. I took NFC East over Tom Brady, and I'm just going to be so mad. So regardless, I have to take Tampa. There's no way because if if Tampa blows this game, then I feel a little, you know, yeah. whatever. It is what it is. But if I go, if I back Washington and they they lose by 28, I'm I'm going crazy. But then I'm looking and like Parley Kid, is it too easy to take Tampa and Buffalo on a teaser and and get out of Saturday uh, on the plus side? <laughs> I, Sal, you might be reading my mind for my sharp tank bet today. Oh, so. Okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. You know, anything. Here. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You know, you and I, when it comes to these things, it, it does. That's why it, sometimes don't overthink things. Is this right. just too easy? Okay. Um, we'll see. I'll tell you what. It's been easy for Tom Brady over a thousand yards, a thousand fifty-six yards in the last two weeks. I know he's played some dud teams. Um, what was it, Atlanta and Detroit? But Mahomes struggled against Atlanta. I I don't think he, I don't remember him being this hot going into the playoffs. And by the same token, this probably would be spread wise. It's probably not, but in a way this would be his worst playoff loss, right? What were they against Tennessee last year? Were they a seven point favorite, seven or eight? Probably about the same. Yeah. Right. 
it must have been a second round Patriots game where they were a 10 point favorite against a team that uh, a wild card team that had won the week before. I don't know. We could look it up, but this would be a this would be a monster loss for uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I don't think yeah. it's going to happen yet, but I want to take Washington. I think they give him a little bit of the happy feet early. He's not going to be able to do what he wants. Chase Young already going after him. Yeah. Uh, Arian said this morning, be careful what you wish for. It's kind of good. You got a <laughs> well, little battle going. Well, that's the thing too. On a Saturday night too, it's going to be, I think it's, you know, it's going to be chilly there too. Although yeah. the one good thing about Tampa is they've had guys who have played in that weather, right? Even Antonio Brown, you know, Gronkowski, Brady, Gr- Brown, they've all used to that weather. So yeah, for sure. All right, let's go to Sunday. Baltimore, Tennessee is a nice way to kick off the day, right? Baltimore on the road. I was very surprised by this. I thought at minimum one, one point either way, Tennessee, Baltimore, a hefty and rich three and a half point favorite on the road against Tennessee, the team that knocked them out last year. Ravens coming in as a wild card team. We've seen what happens with Tennessee. Their defense is awful. Their secondary is awful. They win games on field goals or they lose games on field goals, hitting the upright or it doesn't hit the upright. And yet, Derrick Henry is the best player on the field. You keep waiting for him to slow down because of the workload he's getting. Uh, Doesn't seem to happen. Tough to bet against him, and I'm not going to. I think I'm taking the plus three and a half here, Harry. You don't want to, again, you don't want to touch the side. You're going total. I do like Baltimore a little, but I like the over, over 54 and a half a little bit more. Ravens and Lamar Jackson uh, are on a mission, I think, earlier this year. Uh, they lost to ball, uh, to Tennessee. They lost them in the playoffs. So I think that they have the chance to run it up. They will. The Ravens' last five games averaging 37 points. Both teams can run, obviously. They're number one and number two in the league in rushing. Uh, 40 touchdowns combined for uh, Tannehill this year. So, And J.K. Dobbins, who's coming off his best game as a rookie, he had 160 yards. They can run the ball. Baltimore, uh, Jackson, 80 plus or 80 more or more yards rushing, five of the last six. And Tennessee did win the division, a dog at home, but gave up 439 yards or 439 points uh, this season. That is the most out of any division winner and the most since any division winner since the NFL realigned in 2001. We've seen what's happened to this Tennessee defense at times. A couple weeks ago, gave up 38 points at home uh, to Cleveland in the first half. In the two games they played against Houston, gave up 74 points to the Texans. They were just, Tennessee was awful in the second half last week against the Texans. So I'm going to go over 54 and a half here. What do you think the final is? <clears throat> Boy, uh, Baltimore, 33, Tennessee, 27. Yeah, because I'm looking at team totals, and it might be better to just take if it is 33-27, both both individual team totals what's, go over. What's Baltimore's 29? 29 and 25 and a half for Tennessee. That might be easier to root for. I don't know. Ravens, like I said, five last five games averaging 37 points. I know. I just don't it. know if they're for. I, I get that Browns game was a lot of fun, and you know he ran off to shit and he came back. But uh, uh, aside from that, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about these, some of these wins by the Ravens. I mean, they took care of business. They had to win all these games and they did them kind of uh, conclusively, yep. but I'm not positive about that. I, I just think three and a half is too much. All right, brother Bry, Chicago at New Orleans, nine and a half. The Saints are favored by nine and a half. Over under is 46, 47 and a half. The Saints have lost three straight playoff games on the last play of the game. I don't know that'll ever be broken. That's a, that's an insane uh, mark, and they've bitten me one too many times. I was on the losing end of at least two of those, one in a big way, 
uh, against the Rams a few years ago. And then last year with the Kyle Rudolph push-off, or not Rudolph, I, uh, not push-off, I, I lost on that one. Not ready to take the Saints. They got to show me something in the Dome this year, an empty Dome against Trubisky. But I think it's like low scoring, like 24-20. I, I would take the points. Yeah, uh, I, I want to take the points here too, getting the nine and a half. Uh, like you said, I, I think I've been on, I was probably on the Saints for all of those losses. So let's make it four terrible losses in a row here for the Saints. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just, look, yeah, you look at the Saints' last four playoff games, right? All within six points. So right. the, Bear, the Bears' covering is pretty much going to come down to, I think, will Trubisky turn the ball over or not? Uh, like the Saints are going to, the thing is, the Saints' style of offense. I mean, mm. even you saw that in the first game against the Bears early this year. Like like you said, they're probably going to be, I don't know, 24, 27 points. Bears defense is good. Not great this year. So I think Trubisky's going to he's going to make enough plays with his feet. He's going to have to make plays with his feet in this game. And I think he does enough to get to 20. Maybe it's a backdoor mm. cover at least. But I, I mm. still think I think they're going to be in this game. And and I cannot take I already took Tampa covering i cannot take tampa and the saints covering one one of them are not yeah right it seems like that uh you know obviously you don't want this situation for anyone you take but i feel like we're gonna know right away with this game right, right? yeah we're gonna go like saints will go three and out and the bears right. will come down and score or something but if it's you know if it's 21 three like oh shit trubisky's not coming yeah. back from this yep. but i i think the points is uh i think it's too many i think this is the what the hell happened game right here and the Saints get lucky or or unlucky on a, on a field goal at the end. Yeah, uh, very close. All right, now this Cleveland Pittsburgh game, we got some information as we uh, as we sparked it up here. Went from four and a half Pittsburgh favorite to five and a half over under. Is it still forty seven and a half? Wonder how much that moves on something like this. We have uh, news that Stefanski is out because of COVID, and uh, and at be least a- one significant player, Sal. Is that right? Oh, wow. Are they going to do it like reality show show style? Is it some other coaches as well? uh, um, uh, But now I've also just read that there's uh, two players, one significant at this point. Oh, you know what? They really should tease us here. We don't find out till Sunday morning. Is it Nick Chubb or is it Baker Mayfield? Like, oh, that'd be great. That's how they should do this. uh, There's some people suggesting it's a receiver, a wide receiver. Okay. uh, Again. That could just be the beginning of this, though, right? right? So, I I was all in on the Browns, Sal. Here, yeah, uh, with getting the four and a half, I loved it. Um, I, I obviously can't take that at this point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so what I'll do is, uh, I, you know, I got to do this on the fly a little bit here because I I did love you I, I really it. did like Dig Cleveland. I, they were my uh, I thought they were my <laughs> one upset special this week. I'm sorry, I missed you there, Sal. I'm, no, that's all right. So let's take the under in this game at this point. It's uh, the line has not moved off that forty-seven and a half, mm-hmm. uh, and let's just uh, uh, anticipate Cleveland having to grind it out a little bit with the running game. Pittsburgh's offense reverting back to uh, some previous uh, form from a few weeks back, and this game going over uh, under uh, the forty-seven and a half. Uh, this is this is going to be a tough one now for people. Hopefully, you didn't put this one in already. So uh, well, this is why you got yeah, You have to kind of wait on some. You got to wait on sure. all these. You have to wait right. on every single one of these now. Even though there'll be line movements, I think you got to wait until like Saturday morning almost to put these in. I hate to yeah. say that, but the bowl uh, games you have to case. wait till like the third quarter. 
the NFL games, NFL games, you have to wait till at Holy least smoke. Thursday to get I, it right. I, this is, you know, I uh, can't believe we're gonna we're gonna be listening to a lot of "I told you so"s from somebody. I think on yeah. our, our text messages. And yeah, stuff like for that. sure. Uh, well, um, I'll say this: uh, I, I'm going over, Polly Kid. I I liked it over before this. I like it over now. I know they'll lean on the run now. Maybe Nick Chubb will get more than ten carries. Um, for the Browns, but kind of like Harry's analysis with LA Seattle, you'd expect this kind of go under. We've seen the lethargic offenses when they play each other. Um, really, this is a question this Big Ben pick up where he left off uh, against the Colts. And I kind of think for the most part he does. And I think Baker's going to be forced to throw. And I think we see a defensive touchdown in here. So um, I think like a, like a 27-24 type game, 30-28, so somewhere in there. I like uh, I like the over. I think it I don't goes know. Way I, over. I I think what we've seen when this type of thing happens, I I don't know. Does the do the Browns the head coach is not going to be there? I I just yeah. feel like when we've seen this happen already, uh, on on some college fronts, uh, right? It's been an issue. It seems like it's been an issue. I I don't know if the Browns are going to be able to withstand that. And now they're not going to be able to practice. Um, it, it's it's going to be. This is gonna it's gonna be a tough one to call right now. I don't think well, what, you can really make What about the whole one. they're happy to just happy to be there, right? It's been forever, eighteen years since well, they that, made the playoffs. I didn't think so like, I didn't see I didn't get that impression from them. I thought really? I, I thought they could pull I thought they were the one team who could actually win outright, the one underdog who could mm. win outright this weekend. Uh that's out the window now. It I, I it could happen still, but I wouldn't right. touch that at all. Interesting. All right. Well listen. Here's what you could do. I mean, I know you were. I wouldn't touch that at all. You you would have to make a decision with FanDuel and these same game parlays. Ten dollars risk free. Perfect way to make the playoffs even more exciting this weekend. It's called the same game parlay bet. Available only on FanDuel Sportsbook. Same game parlay lets you combine multiple bets from a single game for an even bigger win during the wild card round. You can combine the money line, the over under, player props, all in one parlay. And best of all. FanDuel is letting you place a same-game parlay bet risk-free. All FanDuel customers can get up to $10 back on your bet if you don't win. Playoffs are the perfect time to give one a shot. It's just one of the many ways to win on FanDuel. There you go. All right, so let's let's uh, let's figure one out for this uh, Pittsburgh game. Same-game parlay. Harry, you pick, uh, you pick something for this. I'll take Pittsburgh. Money line. Okay. And, Pit- yeah, yeah, just Pittsburgh. Hold on. Let me go around the horn here. All right, Parley Kid, you're gonna go under. Uh, yes, give me, give me the. Uh, I'd almost say first half under. First half under. Okay, twenty three so probably... and a half points right now. All right, uh, brother Bry, we have Pittsburgh money line. We have first half under. Uh, I'd probably add? go Johnson over receptions. Deontay Johnson over yep. receptions. Probably, yeah, what probably. Be like. Five, four and a half, five, right in there? Probably be five and a half, six. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. All yeah. right. I will say, um, I will say Chase Claypool will score a touchdown. Now, if you put those together, Pittsburgh money line, first half under 23 and a half. Deontay Johnson over, we think five and a half, six receptions. Chase Claypool to score an anytime touchdown. You get 1,500 to one odd. No, I don't know what it is. It's it's, it's pretty good, though. <laughs> what would you, what do you get there, Brian? What would that be? Uh, off, nine, the top, off the top 11, of my head, one? yeah. Off the top of my head, I would say like, yeah, nine. Nine, ten to one right there. Whatever. If you lose, you get $10 back. So if you haven't already, just download the no Sports Sportsbook app. Sign up to get started. 
and use our promo code against the odds at sign up. Promo code against the odds at sign up. Your current customer, you're all set. Go check out same game parlays only available at FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, you know we do a lot of uh, crying on this podcast about bets we lost. We have a freaking segment we start off with called bet aches. But I, I want to flex my uh, what little muscles I have left here in this uh, almost 50-year-old body here because I put in some nice uh, futures, not necessarily ones I, I gave out on the podcast, but I swear on my children that I was a winner on a lot of these. And we'll go, I have some outstanding ones. I have, remember when we thought Mahomes and Lamar MVP, you bet both of them, you're set. One of them's definitely going to win it. Right, yeah. you might have. We we might have been in the same uh, camp there. I did that. Yep. <clears throat> uh, okay, so those are losers for for me. Um, yep. I, I don't know what happened. Mahomes was uh, with five weeks left. He had it wrapped up, and he just didn't care about the award anymore. And Aaron Rodgers was great, and it was hard to beat. Whatever. I had Stafford for comeback player of the year. Uh, that was a loser. Um, a guy named Alex Smith, who might not be done making magic, uh, stole that award. Aaron Donald, four to one. I know, Harry, you have TJ Watt for defensive player of the year. Uh, Watt didn't play. Aaron Donald, you look at, yeah. by the way, pressure should be a, a much more significant uh, factor and stat than it is. He's led the league three out of the last four years in pressures. Um, wh- what the hell do you want to do? What's your job? Oh, to pressure the quarterback. That, that's it. <laughs> he does his job better than anybody else. Anyway, I'm still holding out hope at four to one. Now, Dallas best regular season record, eleven to one. No, not even close. <laughs> then it gets good though. Le'Veon Bell under six and a half touchdowns, winner. Carson Wentz under twenty six and a half touchdowns, winner. Watson under twenty six and a half, loser. Breeze under twenty nine and a half, winner. Burrow under twenty two, winner. Got lucky there. Rivers under twenty six, winner. I think he ended up with twenty four. Cam under twenty two. Oh my god, that might have been the bet of the year. What did he end up with? Five, Harry. Six touchdowns? I don't know. Tannehill was a loser under 22 and a half. Teddy, two gloves under 23, winner. Uh, Carson under 950 and a half yards, winner. Miles Sanders, I got lucky. He had like 890 and sat, or 870 and sat the last game under 950 and a half, winner. Cooks went over. That was a loser. Godwin under was a winner. Gronk under five and a half. Very underrated uh, thing here. He played all 16 games in 2020. What the hell? He went over. He had That's six nuts. or seven touchdowns. Jags' worst record was a winner at plus 160. Falcons, of course, I have to take them over seven and a half, was a loser. Bengals under five and a half was a winner. Packers to make the playoffs at minus 130 was a winner. So those are some of mine. The bottom line is we say player props under, and we do it. We kind of do it, but we really it's should crazy. spend hours just laying it out and doing these player props. Did you guys have any you're proud of or bemoaning or any player props or futures? Uh, I had Burrow under uh, his passing total yard, Sal. Nice. Um, I was uh, happy with that. I got lucky, again, because uh, if, if he doesn't get injured, he was probably going over, but that's a lot of the cases with these unders. I, I have, I like you, I have Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. I am uh, campaigning for him to, yes. to win this award. I'm flying uh, to Georgia after this. I think I, <laughs> I really think it should win. Yeah. <laughs> Watt still has a sack and a half more. And, uh, you know, I had some pathetic ones. Um, <laughs> Dak MVP, which Harry had that too, and we both said at the time he was gonna, he was on pace to throw for over five thousand yards, like well had, over five thousand. I had yards. Dak for over. I had Dak most yards, and he at the time when he went down, he had a three hundred yard lead. Yes, and I had that. Yes, I had 
for most yards and MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, rookie of the year. I, I kind of like that. I still, I, he's not winning it, but I don't, I didn't mind that as a, as a bet. And especially the way he played right. late. Um, I did have Jacksonville worst record like you, Sal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I have silly ones like, you know, Cam Akers rookie, uh, you know, rookie of the year. Uh, I think I had that somewhere year. too. Yeah. Some silly things like that, that weren't even, uh, Warning parlay kid, didn't you bet? Didn't you parlay Joe Burrow for uh, offensive had, rookie of the so year? I had Burrow, Burrow, <laughs> uh, rookie of the year, parlayed with Mahomes, uh, MVP, <laughs> parlayed with Fields, Heisman. It was something like seventy-three to one. But, but you bet you Burrow it, under. When, you bet Burrow under yards, right? Or did you yeah, bet over? Well, I I jumped that I because I remember I put that other one in. Early. Really, really early. Like okay. I put that one in. Like I don't like July. I feel like I put that other one in. Yeah, yeah. There was not a lot to do over the summer. You know. I so remember. I think All I right, was just Harry, throwing that in. What did you have? Did you, you did you have many futures? I don't know. You, I'm root. Uh, yeah, I had Jacksonville uh, worst record in the league at plus like two ten at the time, and mm-hmm. then also again Watt to be defensive player of the year at twelve to one. As of last, before the week started, he was minus 200 on FanDuel. Like you said, Sal, he didn't play. Donald didn't get a sack on Sunday. Um, made the playoffs, but didn't win the division. It can't uh, all Pittsburgh be sacks. Won their division, you got to so. watch the game. You got to watch the games, Harry. I understand. You can't, I understand, you can't but just a lot. follow on your phone. It can't all be sacks. <laughs> you can't say Jalen Smith's great because he had not. You got to watch the games. Just yep. watch yes, the game, but yes that's listen. true. That, that is Pitt, a good point. Also, also Pitt, listen, Pittsburgh. Still, with, without Watt, they're nothing on defense. They're, they're number one in defense in the NFC, in the AFC. Led, yeah. the, led the league in sacks a lot because of him, and he forces a lot too. Yeah. All right. Well, bottom line is Harry has most of his futures tied up in Chinese basketball. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's close. I'm not going to put Watt down. He's great. He's great, and Donald's great too. I just feel bad. Aaron Donald, the best player in the game, and there's no award for him. There's not a single award you can give him. You can't give him MVP. You can't give him Defensive Player uh-huh. of the Year. So, like, what know- the hell goes on? I, I think the guy, and you know, nobody talks about him, but I mean, if you've seen the guy who's probably really the defensive MVP is probably Jalen Ramsey. He covers the number one yeah. receiver from each team and he averages giving up 20 yards a game. Did you That's see that phenomenal. stat that came out today? 20 yards a game. He shuts down Metcalf, Hopkins. He he is probably the best the defensive player of the year, really. But yeah, nobody's going to talk about him, but he probably is. Uh, no one's taking DK Metcalf on uh, FanDuel, you know, uh, individual fantasy right now, uh, for the for sure, for this week. All right, Bri, you had a bunch too, right? Yeah, it's some good ones. Uh, the, my prop plays that we gave out early in the season were good. I wish you told me, really, how many unders you were going to do, though. I, I would have jumped on a I went crazy. I, I would have like, went crazy. We just got to do the unders. Uh, we got to do it next I, year. I, Sal I, can front us the money. He'll front us. Yeah. yeah. Quarterbacks and running backs. Just take it. We'll, we'll just do it. We're going to all win. We'll all I didn't win. mention Saquon and, and, and McCaffrey. All these guys went on there. Who, who was a good, like, even fantasy first-round running back? Like, uh, I guess Kamara obviously had a, a great game in there. And if you had him in the finals, good for you. But uh, there weren't too many. There really weren't. Yeah. So I had, let's see. Uh, Harry put together a list. I had Jets finishing last in the division, plus 170. Nice. I, ha- I had um, the Giants winning week six versus Washington, that one plus 750. That was their first win, right? That was their, their first, first Yeah, That was a good first one. First win. Really I had good. Pitt to make the playoffs was basically, it was minus 120 or whatever. Jeez, right. how, e- how easy was that? Nailed um, that. 
let's see. I had Henry most uh, touchdowns plus five, most rushing touchdowns plus five fifty. That hit. Uh, and then I had the Murray over rushing yards. That was probably my best easiest one because that was pretty much done right away as soon as the season yeah. started. So I had, some, yeah, I had some good ones in there, but I think on all the ones I actually bet, I broke even. It's not fun to root. Uh, yeah, I know that's how it works. But uh, it's not fun to root for unders. But the list goes longer Sal, and longer. Sal, you know where Dalvin I got Cook, Dalvin Cook went under. Like I, I just fear if I put in all those unders, you guys are gonna be like, "Bry, you have three hundred unders. Like, what the fuck are you doing?" It's all right. It's okay, you got to. <laughs> you know it. who I had in an over, and uh, I can't believe he pulled it out. I had Stafford over. Oh yeah, four thousand forty nine and a half yards, and the point the guy shouldn't have probably played the last three weeks of the season. Uh, talk about guts, you know that's a guy. I mean, it's I, unbelievable. I, I'm, the a, numbers Staff, he I'm puts a Stafford up. fan now, boy. He he gutted that out and he played and I don't he think got, he stays he went on over. That team. He barely went over, but he went over. Yeah, yeah I, I think, hope. I think I think he yeah, moves on. I hope he goes somewhere else. I'd like to just see what it's like, you know. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll go, but Watson. One twenty to one for most uh, passing yards, really, because Mahomes sat week seventeen. That that if you have Mahomes most passing yards and he's up by two eighty three and he sits, that kind of sucks. But Watson yep. pays twenty to one. Rogers for most touchdowns was twenty to one. Wow. Henry for most yards was six six to one. Like right, Brian Henry for t- rushing touchdowns you can get Brian. You had it. You can get it around six to one. Diggs for receiving yards fifty to one. Um. Adams receiving touchdowns 10 to 1. Diggs for receptions. Did I write that down? 66 to 1. Wow. Um, wow. And TJ Watt for sacks, Harry, was 13 to 1. So there you go. So uh, futures are good. <laughs> no, they're not. I don't know. Unders on futures. Let's go to Super Bowl matchups. FanDuel has the numbers here. Uh, individual. Who's going to be the AFC representative? Who's going to be the NFC representative? You can, uh, you can, ma- I don't know the best way to do this. Do you take two teams from each conference and then um, mix and match? Or do you then take a long shot? Harry, you took the long shot, the longest shot out of all of us. What do you like for a Super Bowl matchup? I mean, it ain't happening, but what do you like? <laughs> well, listen, I'm taking Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers mm. to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers at 49 to 1. Look, we've seen, we've seen what Pittsburgh can do in the playoffs. Mm. Tomlin, I know they've been awful on offense, can't run the ball, short passes. Uh, but is Tomlin playing games? I mean, he, I mean, honestly, uh, what's what's the plan here? I, I, I just don't understand. After it's 11-0 start, they have been awful. Uh, you can't count uh, on Big Ben in some of these games. <laughs> it sounds but like a, you're, you're making a great case but, for this. Sign me up. But I'm going the other way. But I'm going the other way because of the way they've been playing. I'm going to go listen, the other they're way. still number one in the AFC in yards allowed. Number one, like I said, in sacks. Watt's been fantastic. I think Kansas City, 0-7, by the way, last seven against the spread. Bills, all cursed. Tennessee's defense is terrible. And Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. 0-2 in the playoffs the last two years. So give me the Steelers taking a shot there and taking Tampa Bay. Brady and the Bucks are clicking at the right time. Four straight wins. Brady's got 12 touchdowns over that run. They're number one in passing in the NFC. They've scored 44, 45, 46, 47 at certain times during the season, including the <laughs> last two times. weeks. Brady, yeah, Brady. Oh, Tampa uh, Bay. I'm sorry. Tampa Bay. Brady, 40 no, okay. touchdowns at, four, at 43 years old. 
And I just think the leadership here, you can't count him out either. Remember, early in the season, I know it's early in the season, but they beat Green Bay by four touchdowns. Four, I know, I know, Sal, but still, give me Tampa Bay and Pitt. And if if Tampa obviously has to go to Green Bay, Brady can win anywhere. Give me Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh at 49 to 1. Well, I'm not going to kill you for 49 to 1, but Pittsburgh, I don't, and in any normal year, I would say, yeah, the defense playing like they are, that's, that's a great recipe for. For success in the NFL, but you got some big guns you're going against. You're going to have to score 40 against the Bills, and and the against, Bills uh, did only score 26. They lost by 11. Different to the Bills. You're talking. You're Park. talking about. I know. It's, it's been right. three years for the Steelers. It's different. Different team. It really. I is. understand, but don't um, count Pittsburgh out. You also, would need. You would need a big upset, right? You need the Ravens. Uh, well, you need the like, Ravens to win or the Colts to win. Well, yeah, also right. you got Pittsburgh might like you guys discussed earlier might get a little lucky here in this Cleveland game too. Well, they would have to for your forty nine to one to hit. Let's <laughs> let's. <laughs> uh, all right, Pittsburgh Tampa Bay something a little more reasonable, a little more you know say a little safer parlay, kid. You're going Bills Packers. Bills Packers, Sal. I got this uh, about a week ago at fourteen to one. It's now sitting at twelve to one. Uh, this makes too much sense uh, to me. It's. Uh, you know, it's still you're still getting pretty good value here uh, on this matchup. Uh, is anybody beating the Packers in Green Bay? Is that happening? I, I don't think so. I think the Packers are are rolling to the Super Bowl. Uh, Rodgers has looked uh, absolutely phenomenal. He's got a a great uh, a rapport with uh, Devontae Adams, and mm-hmm. uh, his tight end is emerging. Who's got uh, what now? Twelve touchdowns on the year, or something like that. They can run the ball. Uh, with some different running backs, whether it's Jones, uh, Williams, or um, uh, the BC kid. Uh, Dylan. Help me yep. out. Dylan. Dylan. Uh, AJ Dylan. Um, so I love Green Bay. I, I don't see uh, anything holding them back from the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I don't see the only team I think that could beat Green Bay is, is the uh, is uh, the Buccaneers. I think they're the mm. only team that could beat them. Uh, I don't think a Seattle or Saints could go into Green Bay and win. So, so Green Bay to me is, is uh, pretty locked in. And I, I look, I like the Bills. I think the Bills. Uh, I think they uh, this Colt game is not a terribly difficult matchup in round one for them. Uh, and I think um, you know the Chiefs uh, in a conference final. I think they're just a better overall team. The Chiefs have just. I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's a Super Bowl. Hang- it's not a hangover. They had a great season, but right. I think the Bills seem hungrier to me. I'll put it that way. Uh, and I don't think it's going to matter for them playing in Kansas City if it comes down to the- if it comes down to that. Uh, I, so I think this is good odds here, Sal. I kind of agree. I like the Bills Packers, but I'll 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 throw one out just to be a little different. I do think the Seahawks could go to the Lambeau and, and and win or make it close. I think they're mm-hmm. used to that crap weather kind of thing. And, you know, Russell Wilson is going to have to show that he's the Russell Wilson of the past. It can't be the last three weeks we've seen of Russell Wilson. Take out that. Who they beat? They beat up the Jets, right? Or the, you had one yeah, good game in there. The, but yeah, other than that, it's been real, real slim. Like, what what the hell is going on kind of thing with that team. So I would take Seahawks Bills at 23 to 1, even though I like the Parlay Kids bet Bills Packers best. Uh, Bri, you're not counting the Chiefs out. Yeah, I mean, I like, look, if I... If I'm betting a few of these, I'm definitely betting Darren's. I, mm-hmm. I I do like that at twelve to one, but I, I I like nine to one here for the Chiefs Bucks. Like we we've talked about it already. Chiefs been playing around with teams 
Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's going to be nice for them. I mean, it's it's weird because they'll end up having these starters are going to have three weeks off, which is probably just going to help them maybe motivate them. I mean, the last time we saw the Chiefs play two really good teams with New Orleans and Tampa, both on the road, they really dominated those games too. Those games were close score-wise, but they really weren't close. That's true. So it just comes down to I'll trust Mahomes over anyone in the playoffs. Al and Mars, I th- they're going to have to prove it first. Uh, mm-hmm. They have to prove it before I start backing those teams. Now, on the NFC side, I, I do kind of agree with the parlay kid. I think Tampa is the one team, I think, that can beat the Packers just because I think in order to beat the Packers, I think you have to be able to make big plays on them. To me, Tampa is the team that could throw the ball on them You know, down the field. They'll be, again, they have guys used to playing in the cold. Uh, you know, that earlier matchup you can kind of disregard because things went south quickly for mm-hmm. the Pack- Packers there after an early lead. But uh, 38 straight. It just makes sense. There'll be some type of big Brady storyline. Uh, well, that's that what I'm hoping. That we're I'm just going to be just worried give us about. Washington, go away. Very right. great story. Whatever. I want Brady Rogers next round. Let's yeah, see. We've not seen be. that in a big game. Now watch the Bears screw that up. They they <laughs> win, and then we have to see Bears and, uh, and Lambeau. Uh, another shit game, Ugh. but uh, but uh, no, yeah, give, us, give really, us Brady Rogers. That's yeah. all. I, that's really if you could ask for one thing for the second round, if you don't have a rooting interest in these other teams, don't you want a Brady Rogers matchup yeah. to be an important game uh, in January? That'd be fun. All right, let's switch gears to college football. This happens Monday. Obviously, all these pro games go on before the national championship, which pits Alabama and Ohio State. Crimson Tide seven and a half point favorite. Seventy four and a half <laughs> is the over under. Um, Harry, you've not taken a side. We've been doing this for an hour now. You've not taken a side yet. So go ahead, hit us with the total. What do you like? I, yeah, you're right, Sal. I haven't, and I'm going to take another total, and I'm going to take over ah. 74 and a half. I know that's a huge number here for a championship game, but uh, you, how can you take Alabama games under? I mean, they don't play much defense, and they are amazing in scoring points. Um, I was blown away with Ohio State and Fields' performance. I've never seen a Clemson secondary be so poor and get beat so badly. It was awful. I mean, I couldn't believe it. But something about Ohio State here. They've scored at least 38 points in every game but one, that Northwestern game in the uh, Big Ten Championship. Uh, Fields was amazing. Six touchdowns last week. I think he's going to get his. But Bamo put up plenty as well, as we know. I, they, they laid low, like Darren said, in the second half against Irish. I don't think that happens in the title game. Jones is awesome. They got so many weapons on offense. Harris is running the ball like a machine. And the tied in nine games versus bowl teams this year are averaging 49 points a game. Uh, mm. Like I said, I, they, they took it easy against the Irish. Uh, I think this game, look, Field, Sermon, I think, again, they're going to get his. He was awesome running the ball. Uh, but I think this is a big-time scoring game. I think they get into the 90s here. Bama, wow. 50, fit, Bama, double nickels here. 55 for Alabama. Ohio State gets 38. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So you like Alabama also, minus 17, uh, or to win by 17. Um, all right. Well, that is a lot. Um, Brother Brian, partly kid, you agree on Ohio State plus seven and a half? It's tough. They were they were fun to root for against Clemson. I mean, if you were rooting for them, they really uh, they ran around. But uh, Brother Brian, Ohio State taking the points. Yeah, I'm taking seven and a half. Look, it's too much. I mean, they smacked around Clemson. At one point, I thought Clemson was the best team in college football. Uh, they really seem to like this underdog role. I, I, again, I, that seven and a half just seems like a lot. Uh, this is a much different team than Notre Dame that Alabama is going to face. I mean, look, Alabama's faced the top teams in the SEC, but Notre Dame is a very slow team. They don't have a lot of speed. When you look at Ohio State, 
guys, Alave is so much, he brings so much more to that offense. I mean, you could see when he didn't play that one game, how different Ohio State was. So they're going to score on Bama. They're going to score a lot. I'd actually trust Ohio State's defense maybe to make a a few more plays in this game. I'm going to probably bet big on the seven and a half, and I may even put a little bit on Ohio State. This kind of, I mean, it's a different feel, but it's kind of like that, what was it, 2014 year where um, Ohio State just, made a ton of big plays and beat beat Alabama in that championship game. Yeah, that was big. And they kind of did it. Well, they did it against or, Oregon. Well, well, or, yeah, it Oregon was that, actually it was the semifinal game, right? I guess. Right. Yeah. But even Oregon, Oregon, they so. extended drives. I mean, it could be like yeah. kind of similar kind of thing yeah. um, in the first uh, championship game. All right. So you like plus seven and a half and you might take a uh, money line. Boy, I had that Northwestern ticket on prop swap. They, they might have been the fourth best team. After you've seen what, what they, they did out yeah, there with Ohio State. Yeah. Damn it. All right, Parley Kid, you have anything to add to the plus seven and a half? No, I, look, I like Ohio State here just for the fact that, uh, you know, Alabama's not, I guess they played pretty solid defense against a, a Notre team that's less than uh, overwhelming, uh, certainly on offense. Mm. So uh, Ohio State uh, is feeling really good about themselves. Their running game. Uh, Sermon is uh, super impressive. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, and that really complements Fields well. So I, I think Ohio State keeps this close no matter what uh, for this game. I, I don't think Al- Alabama's very, they're a fantastic team, but I don't think they're a real, I don't know if they're a really dominant, dominant team. I'm not sure if they're dominant. I think offensively, um, they really lean on, uh, like Ohio State does too, but it's, it's, it's uh, a Jones. Um, Harris and uh, Smith show. And I think they're going to try to eliminate one of those, you know, probably mm-hmm. Smith to try to take him out of the equation a little bit, make somebody else beat them. At least I'm waiting for somebody to do that. I think Ohio State tries to do it. They keep this game close. Uh, they keep it within the seven and a half. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose one of those money line parlay bets that we uh, we talked about like in on Saturday, either Buffalo or Tampa, right? And then I'm going to try to double up. I'm going to find some stupid team Sunday. I'm going to put them with Alabama money line. And I'm going to lose <laughs> that too. And then I'm going to have to make a decision Monday what I'm going to do. I'm just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> but I did have Rivers under 26 touchdowns. <laughs> I'm going to hang my hat on yeah. that. Uh, well, this could be right. a lot like the SEC championship game though, guys. Like, uh, you know, Florida put up the points. They 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 competed. But Alabama pulls away. Still but, but tons of points though. Right. All right, it's time. You know, as the journey for the Lombardi Trophy begins this weekend, I immediately thought of only one man bearing that name. We had to talk to him. When it comes to NFL front offices, he knows what it's like to work for the boss. He knows what it's like to be the boss. He also knows a lot about the boss, Bruce Springsteen, from the GM Shuffle podcast, former NFL executive, three-time Super Bowl winner. Yeah, he's got the rings. Mike Lombardi, thanks for being here, buddy. Cousin Sal, it's my pleasure. It's good to be reunited with you. I enjoy it. I I mean, the last time we were together, we were on a stage uh, impersonating Billy Joel, a bottle of red, a bottle of white. So it's fun (laughs) to be with you. We ate a lot of Italian meats. By the way, I thought about you during the uh, pandemic. I was like, Lombardi must have gone through the Sopranos another three or four times, right? Because that was a popular thing to binge watch that. I don't think I go. I don't go a week without at least watching a few of them here and there and picking up. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm in Jersey now. I have to kind of get my accent back. I got to, you know, yeah, (laughs) get some of the things going. 
So yeah, no, I've really enjoyed. I, I enjoy it. I can watch it every day. Yeah, they I, kick I, you. They, I, they kick you out of Jersey if you don't watch at least three episodes a week, right? That's, you, right. You can, it, that's right. If you don't know the difference between sauce and gravy, you can't. You can't get a driver's <laughs> license. That's one of the questions on the test. You know. I love it. Uh, no binge watching this weekend though. Six playoff games. Do you like the new format? Is it going to stick? I do. You do. I do. It's on. I mean, Uncle Junior has the perfect line. I've been farting in the same cushion for six years. We're going to stick the same cushion for two, two, six games. I mean, seriously, <laughs> who, who wouldn't like this? Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't like this? And I don't have to wait all day to get the games at four o'clock. We could start at one. And I, you know, and I look. Do I think the Bears belong in this thing? Probably not. But they're in it. I'll enjoy watching them. You know, I think the one thing the AFC has is they did have eight teams that you could have qualified. So, yeah, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. I was thinking about it, and I was like, for this season to be a success, I think the quality of play has to be decent, at least something that we're used to, and it was. In fact, there were more points scored this year. Points were up. Penalties were down with no preseason games. I'm fine with that. Some people don't like it. That's A. B, nobody gets screwed by COVID, and I think – they might have gotten lucky, the NFL, but as long as the Ravens got in after that weirdness, I think everybody who deserves it, there's no big screw jobs, right? Denver had to play with a guy who didn't resemble a quarterback one week. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with how it wound up, except for the final game of the year. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I said it when they did it. Like, seriously, Al Michaels is going to fly 3,000 miles to watch the Eagles play. I mean, you knew they weren't going to play when they activated – I said it on the Lombardi line. When they activated uh, Nate Sutfeld before the game, we knew that he was going to kind of take the sixth pick of the draft and not the ninth. So, I mean, poor Al. He's got to fly 3,000 miles. He yeah. passes up dinner at Toscano's. You know, he can't <laughs> get it. I mean, so I felt bad for him. I, but, I, I mean, I, that's that's the reality of it. I think that's ultimately what the the, the deal was. And I think that's that's – that's what we're faced with. I would have much rather watched Chicago and Green Bay. Chicago was playing for something. Green Bay was playing for something. As it was, Chicago wouldn't have mattered, right? Because Arizona yeah. lost. But Green Bay is always a nice draw. We saw them the previous Sunday night. You're not going to, no one's going to complain about watching the MVP uh, take snaps. But yeah, or Arizona Rams. Uh, I, uh, anything was better than featuring the worst division uh, trying to sort out a champ, right? On the last game of the year. Yeah, no, and, and and you know, and the and look, the Giants can bitch all they want about their about the Wash about the Eagles. I mean, the Giants had six wins. I mean, that you know that shouldn't qualify you for right. anything but a top ten pick, let alone you know the playoffs. Okay, but what about what Peterson did? I want to get into him specifically. But what about what the Eagles did? Did it bother you? I hate the Giants, and it bothered the hell out of me the way it went down because it's one thing if you just start Sudfeld. If you put him in after going for it on fourth and goal, which, you know, it, it tells you that you should probably kick a field goal anyway, but it looks like they're going for the win, right, on fourth and goal. And then it's like, all right, we're done with this game. Now we're deciding we want the sixth pick, not the ninth pick. Is that what's weird? Should we be accustomed to that in the future, or have we been lucky to never see that before? I mean, Co I mean, Collinsworth was defending going forward on fourth and five. He said that's what the math said, and, and Al Michaels had the greatest line of all. Al said you know, show me that math. I like to see how that makes sense. I mean, yeah. if you're trying to win, why not kick the field goal there and get into the fourth quarter and have a chance to win the game? I mean, first of all, let's put things in perspective. The Eagles go for it a lot on fourth down. They're just not very successful. They're 27th in the league on fourth down conversions. Mm -hmm. So they do it a lot. 
but they don't do it successfully. It isn't like they do it and get it all the time. And so fourth and five is hard to get. I mean, it is. I mean, I don't, the Raiders go for it on, on for the two point play and Denver's smart. I mean, who wants to, who wants to play another quarter? Let the game either decide on one play. Okay. But in that situation, if you're playing to win, you kick the field goal. I, I think if the Eagles wanted to do what they did, they should have called the league office on Sunday night and said, look, fellas, we're not going to play. We're value the draft pick more. We're going to have a lot of young guys on the field. So if you want to put us in that slot, go ahead. But we're warning you. Do you think something like that maybe went down and they said, look, hey, it's too late, guys. We put you on national TV. And they said, all right, the compromise is we'll give you Jalen Hurts for a couple quarters. But then then we got to look out for our franchise. I, I, it just it doesn't make sense to me that it went no. the way it did. No, I mean, they had a, a, a Peterson kind of that later in the week, he had this confidence and bounce to him that he knew he was coming back. So right. there must have been some discussions and meetings because up until that point, his his return was in jeopardy. Now, when he beat New Orleans, it, it kind of simmered a little bit. But then after the New Orleans game, it kind of creeped back up, even though Hertz was playing better. They still lost games. Right. And yet it went away the last because somebody told him he's coming back. Then it leaked out Sunday morning. He's coming back. And then we had the retort to the to the coming back. So yeah, I think it was uh, I, I really think it was one of those situations where somebody told him and then he went ahead and just executed the plan. Is that what happens? Like, I, I feel like eight out of 10 times the coach is in sync with the uh, with the GM on something like this. But yeah, yeah I mean, you would know better yeah. how it went down. This, this is the owner and the GM. I mean, this was not uh, this is not Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone up on the sixth floor. This was right. clearly a, a, a conspiracy. The three of them got together and said, hey, here's in the best interest of our team. We lose this game. And if we can screw the Giants, God bless. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to make you uncomfortable right now or comfortable. <laughs> um, you famously said Doug Peterson might be less qualified to coach a team than anyone you've ever seen. He then goes, uh, and wins a Super Bowl. I was on your call. I was like, Hey, if Nick Foles drops that Philly special, you know, Kelsey's not calling you out in a parade. And now we got Kelsey in the post game conference, wondering how qualified Doug Peterson is to coach basically what, uh, do a little victory lap here, Lombardi, because I think you deserve it. I think Frank Reich was the mastermind behind this uh, Eagles team, and now he's gone, you know, obviously. You know, when you look at that 17 season, the Eagles were the seventh worst offense in football mm -hmm. in some really bad company in having the most third and sevens of any team in the league, which means their offense wasn't effective on first or second down. Where they excelled was third and seven and longer. And Wentz was part of it. And then Foles became a bigger part of it as well. So mm -hmm. they overcame a lot. I mean, I looked at that year. They deserve it. They won it. I apologize for what I said because yeah. you, can't take, you can't take back that the guy won the Super Bowl. But I think to me, since that Super Bowl, when you look at their one loss record and you see that they are uh, they're 23, 27, and 1, they rank 19th in wins over that time, I think that they as an organization have really kind of lived with that Super Bowl for probably two years too long. All right. Uh, I want to ask you that that's you know, still very diplomatic of you. I think, I think you should be rubbing it in a little bit. I don't know about <laughs> Doug Peterson and then he gets an extension, right? Or whatever. They tell him his job is safe. And uh, here we go again. But uh, for the NFC East giants and giants and Cowboys favored next year. 
You know, I, I don't know how good the Giants are. I think the Giants have a great ability to lie to themselves. I mean, look, let's face it. The Giants rank 28th in the league in the last three years in terms of wins. They've had 15 wins in three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to convince themselves that Daniel Jones is the guy. I mean, they are. They're going to keep continuing to do that. And I'm not sure he is the guy. Right. I'm not sure he's not, but I'm not sure he is. Turns the ball over too much. It depends on what happens with the clapper. I mean, I was going to say, well, the clapper moves on, they're really screwed, right? <laughs> if the clapper comes back and he gets the charger job. Now, remember, <laughs> we have to understand the history behind the chargers. The chargers, Dean Spanos and Jimmy Johnson are basically best friends. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson went on Fox and, and really extolled the virtues of the clapper. We know Troy Aikman loves the clapper. We know Norb Turner loves the clap. Why? Why? He went to, I, I, I can't answer that, you know, because sometimes I think this is probably more than anything is we love affirmation more than we love information. We love sure. friendships more than we honestly can objectively grade at the people that we're watching. Mm-hmm. And we, and we cloud those, you know, we cloud that, you know, we don't separate the two. And I think that that's probably the big issue. But I, I don't even understand what he says in a job interview. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I coached the Cowboys for many years. I took, uh, I had a down year as a as the Giants offensive coordinator. I led that offense to 15th in the conference. Uh, and I'm back. I'm ready. Hire me. I mean, and I make great game decisions. I clap as well as anybody. I mean, <laughs> you'll, not find, you'll not find a player who doesn't appreciate my clap coming off the field. And, and as the caveat, as the cherry on top, I went to Princeton. That's right. The Princeton thing. It goes a long way. It really does. Uh, Gridiron Genius, great book. You chronicle all your dealings with uh, Bill Walsh, Al Davis, Bill Belichick. You, you learn a lot from all of them. Uh, all different. They come at it all different ways, and it's, it's great. You have vast knowledge um, based on those three. Probably couldn't ask for a better three, but I'm going to ask you, outside of those three, who would you have liked to work with, either owner, GM, coach, uh, right in there that you didn't. I, I would have loved to have been with Parcells. Uh, yeah. I would have loved to have been. I mean, I was with Parcells in a way with Belichick, but mm-hmm. I think Parcells and I kind of see the game the same way and his ability to look at the macro level of the game, I would have loved to. And then I think I would have learned a lot from Joe Gibbs. I think Joe Gibbs taught hmm. Belichick a ton because as I wrote about in the book, uh, Belichick really was influenced by Joe Gibbs's ability to uh, manipulate the roster, how to develop talent, and how to run an offense using simple plays, much like Sean McVay does. Run the same plays, run them from different formations, but make it look different to the defense. So, you know, I think Parcells and and those, and those guys uh, and Gibbs, I would have loved to work with. One more thing, Brother Bry over here uh, with the Raiders blocking uh, Bo Jackson behind him. There he is. Big Raiders fan. I know you had ties to the Raiders, Al Davis, for many years. We came off a year I, well, very similar to last year. It seemed like identical years for the Raiders. Is there any hope for them in a division where led by uh, Patrick Mahomes and now we see Justin Herbert is not going away for a while and a strong uh, team, maybe a Chargers team? What, what, what's in line for the Raiders? Well, I mean, look, the, the last six years with John Gruden as a head coach, they haven't been great. And, you know, he's won 19 games in three years in, in Las Vegas, Oakland, however you want to do it. John's a really good offensive coach. I will not dispute that. John running your team, building the general manager. Just examine what they did this offseason. You know, mm-hmm. the money they spent to try to improve their defense, which strikes me 
and I think Brian Shadovich, is they light a torch for Al Davis before every game. He's the symbol of what they believe in. And yet they drafted a guy, the fourth pick overall, who never ran a 40. And if anybody who's ever been around Al Davis knows the 40 mattered more than anything. So how can you, how does that stay consistent? Yeah. And it wasn't like Farrell was a fast guy that didn't run. Okay. Farrell was a slow guy that didn't run. We all knew he couldn't run. We were waiting for him to run. He didn't run. And so yeah. that that's what, what I think as the GM, John has seen the game only through the offensive lens. And until he becomes more macro with his view and allows a personnel guy to come in there and really help him, Mayock doesn't really have the authority to help him. I think it's going to be a long haul. Brian, what are some of the draft picks you've hated? Well, the their drafts, their drafts the last few years have been disastrous. Yeah, you had the Farrell pick. Uh, well, Abrams hasn't turned out to be great, uh, just a bonehead pretty much. But the one that killed me last year, first of all, they drafted Ruggs over Lamb, over Jefferson, which is a little bit of a reach there. But the Arnett pick killed me last year because you're drafting a guy like 30, 40 spots higher than he's projected. And he's a 24-year-old cornerback. And now you're... And it's almost like you're saying we're smarter than you. Uh, and it turned out to be a terrible pick. Yeah. And I mean, not only do I think they're smarter than you, he didn't run very well. You know, he, right. and there's some issues, uh, you know, there was some concerns. They talk about character as they want to draft character, but then there was some concerns of his off the field behavior, whether what he was going to be like, there's no really, there's no definition of what they want to be. It's random. It's what I call battleship football. Gruden picks guys. He likes. He liked rugs, you know, and he talked himself out of lamb. So maybe lamb can't think Matt lamb's not smart enough to know what I do. Then he bounces back and takes the quarterback in the third round. Lynn bounds. Like, how was he ever going to get on the field? Like, mm -hmm. how was he ever going to get on the field? And then he comes back and takes Edwards. Like I said, when they traded Mac, I said this, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. I will say, John, I appreciate what you're doing. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But if you turn around and start drafting receivers, like I know you're going to do, then I'm off. And that's what he did. Yeah. He sees the game through receivers. Football is a game that's not real complicated. It's about getting a blue chip quarterback and being great in both the offensive and defensive lines. And if you think Malik Collins is your best defensive lineman and he's going to help you beat Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, you're crazy. That ain't going to yeah. happen. I know. And yet he almost got lucky. I mean, he did beat him once, but twice. Yeah, it, it, it's a different ball game when it gets to January. Mike, real quick, speaking of January, Super Bowl, what's your Super Bowl pick? Are you ready to give one? You know, I, I got to say, I think Green Bay's a tough out. I think Green Bay's really good. And, and Rodgers is playing at such a high level. When they drafted Love in the first round, I, I was of the inclination, based on Rodgers' last five years in the league, his yards per attempt, which is critical for me, was, in the, it was at seven. That's not good enough. He was not throwing the ball down the field. He wasn't making big chunk plays. And this year, he changed all that. He has renewed himself. He looks like 2014 uh, Aaron Rodgers. And their defense is better. It's certainly not great, but it's better. But their offense is really good. And with Aaron Jones and with Dylan now, to go along with the Parker, uh, to go along with Adams, one of the best receivers in football, they're, they're a dynamic offense that can score with the Chiefs. Look, you're not going to beat the Chiefs running the football. You're not going to beat the Chiefs 17 to 14. You beat the Chiefs when you can get the advantage, when you make them punt, you score. When you make them, when you play the same game as them, but slow it down, you got a better chance. So Chiefs, Bills, or uh, I'm sorry, Bills, Bills, Packers, I, or Chiefs, I, Packers? 
I, I like the Chiefs Packers. I, I think we'll get a re, uh, revisit Super Bowl too. That's what I like. I think the two seed, the two one seeds, are the best two teams for a reason. I can't believe we had Lombardi on for a half hour just so we could say the two one seeds are going to be there. No. Uh, plus, no, I mean, you like what you like, and that's not a bad choice. We got the Super Bowl two rematch, right? Chiefs Packers. It, it, it's all about. It's all about number, now, one. Do I think, number one. Do I think? Yeah. Do, do I think Buffalo can beat Kansas City? I think they're going to play the perfect game. I think they're going to yeah. play perfectly. I mean, Allen's got to play where he's not rushed. They've got to control the football, and they've got to take advantage in one of the two era phases of the game. And Andre Roberts gives them an advantage in the return game. But Kansas City's return game is really good, too, with Hardeman. So, you know, that there's a balance there. In the in the NFC, New Orleans played 92 plays against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago and held them. To, it was a closer game. I didn't think Brees played particularly well in that game. So they played them and played good in the red zone. So they're beatable, the Chiefs. You just got to play the right game and you got to play at your best. For sure. All right, Mike. Well, I love it. I love that you're into gambling now. You're this and you got, you got the jam show. Still, I still do not gamble. Drives me crazy. Never- Sal, can I, can I say something, Sal? Yeah, I guess so. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my, Mike, I, I got to say, a, a couple weeks ago, I was driving from uh, from L.A. to Phoenix. He doesn't I was care. Listening, I was listening yeah. to the Lombardi line during the during the trip, and I did, did catch you saying that you love Ball State over San Jose State, and Brian was all over San Jose State, and I te- I texted him. I said, Lombardi just says he loves Ball State because of this, this, and this. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> and who won? Ball State I, I, played their well, starters, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I, I, did not like, I did not like college football. It was a hard thing for college football this year. So hard, uh, yeah. But, but I, you know, because it, it was just hard to figure out who was going to play and who wasn't. But beating Buffalo, to me, when I watched Ball State play Buffalo, I thought Ball State was really good. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, listen, Jersey, Sopranos, Pizza, uh, Springsteen, and you got to start gambling. You got to do it. They'll kick you out. Eventually, <laughs> I, they'll kick I, I you mean, out. I give out the picks. I mean, I've been, I had a bad year. I'm three games below 500 this year in the NFL. I've had some tough losses. Some That's bad great. Yeah, not great. No, I mean, I was 70% <laughs> last year, but. This year I'm having a harder time, but I'll I'll be ready in the playoffs. I'll be back there. I'll be able to figure it out. There you go. You can catch him on the GM Shuffle podcast. Always great to have you, Mike. You are uh Sal, anytime. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks, All Mike. Right, pal. Take care. Thanks, Enjoy the playoffs. Thanks, awesome. Brian. All right, thanks, Mike. See you guys. Thanks, See Mike. You, Mike. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh, appreciate you. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Sal. Great. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Let me know whatever you need. Great. We'll break some Brajol soon enough. All right. Oh, how good is that? Right. It's nice Great. to have a podcast where someone knows what they're talking about. Well, um, when the, partly Kid and I are going to have to go down to Atlantic City and watch some football games with him at some point in time. Once, it almost like, happened it, out here. We were, we yeah. were very close one week. And all right. I know everyone's in a rush. I don't know what Harry's doing right now. He's got like a Southwest oh, good, ticket. We're, is, we're he, good. is a flight. Uh, all right. Hey, Sharp Tank, let's do it. Best bets. Brother Bry, start us off. Yeah, I know I'm going uh, counter to what Harry said. I'm going to go the Rams-Seahawks under 42 and a half. Look, we know Goff's likely not playing. Uh, Rams are going to be really conservative in this game and just hope their defense makes a few plays with Wolford at quarterback in his first playoff game. The Rams' last four games have averaged 31 total points per game. The Seahawks' last six games have averaged 37 and a half points per game. The last three games between these two have averaged 36 Obviously, we know the Rams' defense is awesome. Somehow, Seattle's defense has played really well. I just feel like in a third matchup, 
it's even harder, right, for the offenses. I feel like you see even probably more defense in the third matchup. We yeah. know how we know Pete Carroll is so conservative. Pete Carroll is just going to play how the Rams play. So if the Rams aren't scoring or doing much or running the ball, that's what Pete's going to do. He's going to wait this out until late in the fourth quarter, probably again. And I just think it's a, another low scoring game, like, All you right. know, tw- 20 to 17. All right, Harry, he's going against your earlier pick. What do you like for best bet? I'm going to go to the college championship game. I'm going to take Mac Jones over 365 and a half passing yards. Um, look, hopefully I don't get screwed again somehow. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Cook didn't play for the Vikings. My pick last week, the week before, the Browns receivers were out. Uh, so I'm going to take Mac Jones over 365 and a half passing yards here. Look, uh, 385 yards or more, seven times this year he went for. Uh, he dropped 418 in, against Florida. Um, he passed for 77% against Florida in the SEC championship game, 83% against the, against the Irish. I think this is his game. Uh, listen, we all know that Devonta Smith is going to win the Heisman, which Smith should give a, a, a bit of that credit to Jalen Waddle for going down, who had four games in the season until he went down with his injury, had 120 yards in every game or more. So, listen, Smith gets the Heisman, but overall here, I think Mac Jones, this is his game to have. He goes over 365 and a half. That's the play. And like I said, seven times, 385 or more. I'm going to take that. And also, by the way, Century Tour Championship. The golf is back this oh, week. Oh, get the hell DJ out of at plus 650. Rom at plus 850. Oh, come on. We're not ready for that. Uh, all right, well, all 365. It's, yeah, it they gotta like wait. Lot. They gotta wait on the golf. Yeah, just wait, golf. Just give us a month. Give Not us a even month. ready for basketball. All right, Parley kid. Uh, I should mention Brian won last week, right? Parley yeah. kid. Wow, what a win! Texas A and M over North Carolina, right? You got a good line at seven and a half. It moved to about nine and a half by the time it kicked off. Carolina had the ball in the fourth quarter to go ahead. It was tied, and Texas A and M pulled it out. They scored with like three twenty left. And then score it again. You'll take again. the wins as you can, right? As, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. But, uh, you know, you got to get a little lucky sometimes, Sal. That's right. By the way, hey, Lombardi's a uh, Hofstra grad. I, I don't know if everybody oh, right. knew that. but Yeah, uh, we should have brought played that Played football at Hofstra. And uh, they don't even have a program anymore. But a lot of good football guys from Hofstra, though. So yep. shame on Hofstra for not having a program. It's pretty pretty hmm. pathetic. Um, so I'm going to well, – we've mentioned this before. My, my original idea, I had the uh, Browns going – uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wearing the Browns hat today because I was jumping on the Browns bandwagon. I got to cancel those plans. Okay, <laughs> so let's just go. And poor Benetta, she must be going nuts, Sal, right this now. This is huh? so Browns, uh, right? What's more Browns than this? This is crazy. This is, it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I was on Team Benetta, at least for this week. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, look, I, I, I'm a new – look, Brother Brian and I should be rooting for the Bills. Harry should be rooting for the Bills. Sal, we're New York guys. That's New York's team. I'm it's rooting New for York's the Bills. Right only now. team. Yeah. Uh, and we should really be jumping on the Bills and rooting for the Bills. And that's what we're doing. I'm taking the Bills, uh, uh, two team tees this week, as we mentioned before, Sal. Sometimes it's as easy as it seems. Bills giving a half to the uh, the Colts, and the Bucks giving two and a half uh, to the Washington football team. Uh, this is minus 120 because we're giving six here. Okay. Right. So. Um, Let's run with that. I, I, I like it. Sometimes, let's not overthink it. Let's run with it. And uh, I think that's a winner. All right. The only thing I'm thinking, yeah, it gets up there. So if you took a money line, it's minus 154, those two. But if you take them, if you risk it with the bucks minus two and a half, then it's uh, minus 120. I think you're good there. Uh, 
I'm riding the hot hand there. Parlay kid. Bills my I'm gonna have that bet, so I might as well ride You're it. You're gonna have it. To say it there. Bills minus a half, Tampa Bay minus two and a half, minus one twenty. Uh that's the sharp tank. That's what I'm going with. Uh brother Bry. Anything before you're leaving at the brother Bry bet all the under under one and a half to- touchdowns right yeah the under, yeah at the brother Bry yeah I I just need to recommend everybody bet the under one and a half shortest touchdowns I mean there's it's gone eight, at least eight and three now I think for four or five straight years it's it's been my best bet during the playoffs for sure I mean there's extra games this year so you you definitely might want to check like. The, to me, the one game I would definitely do this on is like the Ravens-Titans game to me. You know, games mm-hmm. that's going to have some points. You know, you're going to get a Henry one-yard touchdown or a Dobbins one-yard touchdown. Uh, so definitely look for, I mean, I'll bet every one of these, but I would definitely look at some specific games. Okay. Uh, Harry at AAO. Harry, you're doing, you, you, were, you were sick for a while. You you did a video with the, the toilet paper in your nose and then you were in a hot tub the next day. How you feel? Well, I really wasn't sick, but I was kind of oh. sick from the, the parlays, the, uh, you know, the, uh, oh, the parlays that you continue to lose and, and mentally lose in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you also listen, AO Harry, uh, catch me also, uh, at bestbackcorner.com. Check out all my other picks on that. And also later on in the week, once we know, uh, for our, uh, first touchdown contest, I guess we'll, uh, we'll absolutely put it on Twitter to let everyone know yeah. who we have. So that'll be fun too. Yeah. So that's $200 budget. You have to bet. $10 a game, uh, uh, you know, you could you could bet more than that, a minimum of 10 per game. There are now, what, six, 10, 12, there's 13 games if you count the Super Bowl. And uh, so you have to ration it out. And whoever wins, you have to pay that person. Everybody has to pay that person that amount, however much they're up plus. So if you have, if Derrick Henry's the only one to score a first touchdown in the whole playoff run and you had it at four to one and had $20 on it, everybody has to pay that guy $80 doesn't work like that, but there's, it, it, it's harder than it looks. There's a lot of luck involved. I'll admit. Also sad, by the way, yeah. the, uh, the fat farm, uh, GoFundMe page. Yeah. Taking a little bit, a little bit of a uh, dry spell right now. A little Good. bit of a dry spell. Yeah. Well, we didn't get our endorsement. Did you get the private jet part out of there or that it's a must? We did get the jet. I, I, I demanded the private jet part out of it and it got taken out, but still yeah. it's, 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 it's a little cold right now. Maybe why don't you do like uh, that? You're going to walk to the fat farm. I think that'll do. You'll fetch more money that way. Absolutely. You could do that. We're going to have to ask Lombardi for some money. He he was all for it. (laughs) Parley kid, you're at the chalk talk. I'm at the chalk talker. Sal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our little contest. We'll be doing. Um, I guess we got some other things cooking, too, right? Uh, We do. uh, we do. We're probably going to be cutting uh, maybe, into a couple of these games, and uh, yeah, we're, we're it's around be for the awesome. playoffs. And, and look, let's be on record. We can all agree here, and Brother Bride knows this for sure. Harry's a Giants fan. He blatantly rooted against the Giants this weekend, uh, and did. people should know that. People should know what we're dealing with here. And he, he rooted against the Giants hard. This He was sending me texts like, oh, these damn Giants are going to win this yeah. game. I didn't uh, know. I was getting pissed. Was at the, I, was getting, I was pissed at Dallas's offense. That's what I was pissed off about. <laughs> Well, uh, players well, on, you know, come on. He w- he wasn't rooting against the Spagna Star Guard Giants, that's for sure. <laughs> New Year's Day, my another God. winner. All right, Jim Cunningham. The eyes are ones. Where are you on Twitter? Yep, at Jim Cunningham, and the eyes are ones. I don't have any uh, Chinese basketball tips. Shame but, uh, on you. Chinese restaurant tips. So, oh, good. All right, yeah, <laughs> they're all closed. Everything in LA is closed. Get out of LA. Uh, all right, hey, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Watch Fox Bet Live 
I'm on there Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern time on FS1. Follow us at Extra Points Pod and me at The Cousin Sal. These guys, the degenerate trifecta, give out picks every single day on extrapoints.com. For them, for Jim Cunningham, and for Mike Lombardi, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na.